0: This podcast is rated G for general audiences, all ages admitted.
1: You're listening to BearCast by ASF. to IB Unplugged, your, your IB roadmap.
2: roadmap. We are your IB seniors as well as your hosts, Lorena Kim, Sofía Sordo, and Aiden John. So this postca- podcast is dedicated to addressing informative content about the IB program, especially in our school. So we will cover from like the most general topics, to the most specific ones, as well as any other questions we receive from all other
1: generations in upper school. So having said that, today's topic is everything you want to know about the IB. So, I'm pretty sure many of you might not even know what exactly the IV is or what is also significant about it. So, Aiden, how much did you know about the IV program before you enrolled?
0: I mean, I did have a general idea of what it is since I did have friends taking the IB and I knew it was going to be helpful for me if I wanted to study abroad.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. So like the IB stands for International Baccalaureate and it is a rigorous education program founded in 1968 and it is recognized globally. So as Aiden said, the IB is helpful if you want to study somewhere out of Mexico since it's like recognized and it's a standardized education program that's accepted globally. And since it's an advanced program, it definitely does handle kind of content that is pretty much college level or very complex in general. So if you want to study in Europe, Asia or aim for an IV or like a very prestigious university in the US, it's most typical or like recommended to take
1: the IB. So what are the IV basics? First of all, it's a two-year program, so every class you need to take it for about two years. Mm-hmm. Although there are classes that are only one year, like mm-hmm. ESS or Philosophy or History mm-hmm. of the Americas. Yes. And each course has a grading scale from one to seven. So even though seven is like a unicorn score because <laughs> many people don't really get that score, yeah. it is still possible and really doable, so like, don't aim for, lo- for lower if you Feel like you can get a seven. Mm-hmm. so a school does apply curves to scores so like what you get in the class is curved at the end of well, at the end of the year to get a more realistic grade because you are taking like harder classes mm-hmm. but this is also like subject to the teacher and some classes like math are always going to have a curve yeah. while spanish may not have a curve yeah
0: when you take IB in our school, you could choose one of two options. First, you could either take some IB classes of your preference, or you could you have the option to take all all IB classes, aka full IB.
2: Yeah. If you want to
0: get the IB diploma, you're gonna to have to enroll as a full IB student, and this will require you to take six IB subjects, which include one human science, one natural science, one math one math course, one English course, one language course, and one arts and for all of the for all of the individual classes you must complete an internal assessment, which is going to which is going to be assessed by your teachers. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to have external assessments, which will be your final exams. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides these six IB courses, you are required to take the TOK class, which is theory of knowledge. And then besides, besides TOK and the six IB subjects, you are required to complete your extended essay and also your CAS, which stands for Creativity, Activity and Service.
2: So, I can already imagine many of you going like, what's TOK, EE, CAS, all these acronyms. So let's take it step by step. As Aidan mentioned, TOK stands for Theory of Knowledge, and it is a required course you need to take in order to get the diploma. So if you're not a full student, you don't need to take it, but if you do want to get the diploma, you have to take it. And it only lasts three semesters, so it's not necessarily two years, and it is quite challenging to explain what this course is in like a direct manner because it does involve a lot of like ideologies and theories but the big idea of this course is to be able to make theoretical connections between the different sub IB subjects that you take and Kind of make you use your critical thinking skills So in other words, it's kind of like a bridge between your different classes and it provokes you to think of them in a different perspective and in this class we explore different TOK concepts, ways of knowing, areas of knowledge, perspectives, and after all we gain this knowledge in order to critically respond to knowledge questions.
0: Um, all IB courses are, as mentioned previously, have the internal assessment as requirement. And TOK does so too. For example, the IA for TOK is to answer a single knowledge question with three different objects in a maximum of 900 words. When I say objects, it refers to anything, like literally anything, <laughs> including physical objects, quotes, events, etc., that can be used as evidence to support your claim. And in order to answer these questions, you might need to use your knowledge from all different IB classes or your personal experience. So, this is why TOK is considered a bridge for your different classes.
1: Okay, so Laura, do you wanna give us an example of what you did for your IA? Okay, so for my IA, I responded to the knowledge question
2: that was um, what constraints are there in the pursuit of knowledge? And something that I found really interesting was that like every question has its own, like the questions may seem the same overall but each question has a different purpose and each question has like a different detail so you really need to focus on what each word means and because mine was talking about like constraints or like limitations in gaining knowledge um, I utilized three objects that were one of them was a chemical indicator called phenolphthalein indicator Another was an event, as as Aiden mentioned. It can be literally anything, like objects are anything. And it was an event where Florida, the Education Department in Florida banned um, the AP African American Studies. And my last object was the Chinese uh, writing system. And I had to kind of elaborate on how each one of them had a different constraint in being able to pursue or gain knowledge and it had to be written in under 950 words, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, 950 words. Uh, So it was quite challenging to fit all of that into 950 words. But that's the task of TOK. So you really need to be able to think critically and be as effective as possible when writing the exhibition.
1: So apart from the IA, there's also a TOK essay. So instead of having an exam for this class, you need to write a 1600 word essay where you need to answer one title question. And so we refer as the, the essay as a as a as as an essay answering a title question because the IB uh, sends out, I think, is the si- seven? Six? Six, I think. Uh-huh. Sends out six titles and here you're relating areas of knowledge with different is the concepts that we've seen in TOK. Wait. Unlike other subjects, the TOK and essay are graded from a skill from 1 to 10. So it's important to be familiar with the grading rubric since it's a base of getting a good grade in the IA. Okay, so Lori, how does the overall TOK grading work? Okay,
2: so the TOK and EE grading works a little different than like your subject grading. So for TOK, kind of think of it as um, the exhibition score, plus your essay score times two, which will give you a score overall out of 30. And for example, if you got an eight in your exhibition and you got an eight in your essay course, you would have a 24 score overall out of 30. And the grading boundaries are, if you get 22 and higher, that's an A, which is like the greatest score you can get in TOK. From 16 to 21, it's a B. From 10 to 15, it's a C. 4 to 9, D, 0 to 3, which I hope no one does that, um, (laughs) will get an E. And this grading is important. Well, we'll talk about that a little more once we talk about the extended essay, as these two are like complementing areas where you can get a boost for your final IV score. But yeah, that's like the general idea of the TOK grading. So let's take a small recap here because we've talked about a lot. So the TOK is a mandatory course for the IB Diploma, and it invokes students to use like their critical thinking skills to write an essay and the internal assessment, which are graded out of 10. So why are these gradings so important?
0: I mean, well, we could talk about them after talking about the extended essay, I guess. Okay. The extended essay is another mandatory requirement to complete for the IB Diploma. It is a 4,000-word essay, probably the longest essay you got write in high school, <laughs> on any IB subject you like or are interested in. Mm-hmm. There are no separate class or period time to work on this, so it's really important to get organized to be able to complete it in your individual time.
1: So the subject of your EE is a subject that you choose, but it's 100% recommended to take a class that you are taking because mm-hmm. like, the terminology and the specific yeah. concepts of that class are going to be easier applied yes if you like if you're taking the class Mm -hmm. and also este we need to like to take a look at the ee further on we're going to respond to some of your questions that we received so aiden what is the best way to organize your ee essay and also how can you decide on a good topic
0: um i really recommend beginning your ee your ee before 12th grade because it really requires a lot of time and effort to complete it (laughs) <laughs> and also to dis- decide on a good topic, probably you'd want to choose the topic which is a subject of your interest because mm-hmm. then you could elaborate more, definitely.
2: Of course. And also on that point, um, if you like, since the EE, as we mentioned, has to be done in your individual time, it's better to choose a subject that you know you'll be motivated to work on and not something that like, doesn't really motivate you or that you know you'll leave to last minute. And also, uh, the second point to check is the availability of resources. So even if there's like a topic you really want to research and you're like, I'm super motivated to research this question, but there, if there are not enough resources, especially like scholarly resources that has to be used, it will be hard to write a good and concrete extended essay. So you really need to do like preliminary research at least, or like a very basic research on like to see if you do have enough resources, enough sites and etc. to be able to write a 4,000 word essay. And also, the last point we would recommend to check for a good EE question is to check on the difficulty of the topic. And if you are like, if you have ever heard of the extended essay, you probably like there is a common perception that certain classes are much easier than others, right? Yeah. And to a certain extent, it is true, but that's not all you should be considering for the for the extended essay. So like science classes, for example, are considered a little harder because you have to conduct like an experiment and it's not only doing it but like planning it, planning all the materials, the procedure, any limitations. So it does require a lot more time than simply like finding resources in websites and doing research. But still, if you want to kind of like challenge yourself and if you know that that's going to be helpful for you for like college essays or like any other thing in the future, you might want to like get organized and write an EE on a science or math subject. And it will actually be a great achievement. And it's not like impossible. Like I do have other friends that, or other seniors that have worked on like chemistry, EEs, physics, Uh EE, math. And I mean, it would be challenging for them, but if you can get organized well enough, I think it's a great opportunity to write something you've probably never done in your high school year. So so if we also had like a question on what is
1: the best way to organize your extended essay, could you answer that? Yes, so I think we should focus on like four main steps. Mm -hmm. So the first one is to have a concrete research question and to do preliminary research before you like completely decide on a topic or like your research question, you need to see if there are enough resources and if you're like liking what you're finding to write a 4,000 word essay. Mm -hmm. Then you need to write an efficient outline. So this Mm -hmm. is like, I think the most important step because how are you going to organize so much information and so much, everything you want to say, you need to like concrete it and like Mm -hmm. outline it. And then the next step would be to find like enough resources for each part of the outline and start doing like research and also have like a annotated bibliography Mm -hmm. with like what you're finding. And it's really like important to like have a document where you're organized where you're finding like your sources and like the evidence you want to use and what's good what's bad what are the arguments of each source so that can really help you in the future and then like the fourth and last step I would say is to have a good first draft before you have like a revision with your supervisor Mm -hmm. to have a presentable thing you want to talk with them Mm -hmm. and to like stay on task and be able to have receive feedback that's like gonna yeah positively affect your essay because it's in a like advanced stage yeah. of uh-huh, of your Like research. The, the
2: more complete your first draft is the more feedback you'll be getting and the better second and final draft you'll be having uh-huh okay so now that we've talked about the ee um and we mentioned the grading bound well we'll going to mention the grading boundaries for the ee and this is going to be complementary with the tok grading so for your extended essay it's graded out of 36 The boundaries are from 30 to 36 is an A, 25 to 29 B, 17 to 24 C, nine to 16 D, zero to eight E. So TOK, we also had a grading scale from A to E and EE also has a grading scale of A to E. And how does this work? And how is this going to be ever helpful in the IB program? So these two activities or these two, Uh, requirements are there so it can like help you in your final IB score. So there is like a diploma points matrix that you might want to look up uh, for a better understanding. But basically, if you have a good grade for both uh, Theory of Knowledge and Extended Essay, for example, you get an A for both of them, you might get three extra marks or three extra scoring points in your final IB. So if your six subjects gave you a score, a total score of like 37 and you get an A in TOK, A in extended essay, a final score would be a 40 for the IB, which is a very good score. And even though you get a B in TOK, you might get an A in extended essay and it still gives you a three. And although these points might not seem like that much, it is a very big difference of having like a 39 than a 40 because you get that one extra mark. And it's not really hard to get these marks. Like if you actually kind of just get yourself prepared and well organized, it's completely doable. It's not as hard as you might think of it. Like, of course, it is challenging, but it's uh, after all a high school course. It's doable. It just requires you to stay on task, to have everything continuous and etc. So now, to the last requirement of the IB,
1: we have CAS. So so again, what does CAS stand for? Okay, so CAS stands for Creativity, Activity, and Service. But is CAS a class we have to take?
0: Um, no, not really. Actually, CAS is an additional section of the diploma that has the objective for students to keep a balanced life outside academics. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you have to do for CAS is, basically, you're going to have to um, record any active creative activities or any services you've done Throughout your course of IB, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna organize that in a in a personal
1: portfolio.
0: Portfolio, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then it's it's basically a requirement that each full IB student will have to complete.
2: And it's an eighteen month long kind of like task you have to do. So for each month, you have to complete two of the strands from CAPS, and you have to write a small reflection about it, kind of reflecting of what type of learning outcomes you have. Um, completed and these learning outcomes are given to you like you need to respond to those and it's really just as i said it's kind of like to keep a balanced life outside the academics so you can take some more creative um, tasks or kind of spend time with your friends in or- by doing something creative like making pizza or like making bracelets uh-huh. or also
1: doing community service that's going to be helpful for you and etc and also if you practice any sport that counts as an activity mm-hmm. and like another purpose of cast is to keep like a tracker of what you're doing and to yeah. set objectives to like get better at doing x y and z and then as you ad- like as you advance cast you're going to see how like you progressed in different areas mm-hmm. and additionally you also have a cast project yes so the cast project is a minimum 1 month long project that it's or in difference the cast a normal cast you have to do it with a group Mm -hmm. and this is our cast project (laughs) welcome to our cast
2: project (laughs) and also like the cast project isn't it's kind of beyond going the daily stuff you might be doing, so it does require you require require you to be able to plan out like what you will be doing for a project, since it's like a more bigger extent um, than the regular cast strands, and it's also kind of like an opportunity for you to be able to make the um, connections with your peers from the IB, as it is as it has to be in a group, and it will require you to complete one of the three but in a bigger extent and in a more concrete extent, not just like going somewhere and making a cake like (laughs) that might be for the normal cast but not for the cast project and you need to be like it has to be approved by your cast coordinator so you can actually start this process and you have to get like really well organized to be able to complete it in do within the deadline and also have it as like a good achievement that's just something made super last minute Okay, so today we explored kind of like the basics of the IB and what you wanted to know about the IB and we hope this was a great introduction for our following episodes and if you did have any kind of questions rising in this episode, we will probably address them in the further exp episodes. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. See you in episode two.